our service now. And uh, we're going to continue uh, uh, in purpose-driven life. Believe it or not, we are on the sixth week of purpose-driven life, and that is the final week uh, of purpose-driven life. For those on camp, we will be talking more about it. Uh, But uh, the key point, what on earth am I here for? That question of purpose. Uh, Not doubting why we've come to church, of course, but uh, doubting why God has us here. We might recall from the very beginning, uh, we were talking in the first week, those key points that it's not about you, it's all about God's. We've been formed and created by God uh, to, to worship Him. And that was the first purpose in life. Uh, we were planned for God's pleasure, which is worship. The second purpose is that you were formed for God's family. That was fellowship. The third purpose, maybe you could tell me. You were created to become like Jesus. Jesus Christ, that's right. That was discipleship. And this last week, uh, we were looking at the fact that you were shaped for serving God's ministry. Okay, very good. And today, we're into the fifth purpose of our lives. Uh, You were made for a mission. That's a big word sometimes that we uh, can balk at, evangelism to take the good news of Jesus out to this world, the life-changing truth of Jesus out to others, that they might get a hold of it and be impacted. And it's always good when we come to this subject to remember that what's at stake? Eternity. Someone tell me, how long is eternity? Forever. That's right. It's a long long time. You can't measure eternity. It has no ends. And what about our current life on this earth as it is at the moment? It's like a blink of the eye in relation to eternity. Is eternity going to be longer than our current existence? Absolutely. It is going to be good and it is going to be forever. The promises of God, how long do they last for? Forever. We're looking at big picture stuff because sadly we put our blinkers on sometimes. We've just remember in communion, Jesus gave up his life to give us eternal life. Life that lasts forever. So there is the challenge for us to keep an eternal perspective. Oh, that's easy. Well, not always. It's so easy to fall into that trap where we get short-sighted. We get tricked into focusing all about the here and the now, what's before us in this very moment of this very day. Whereas it's always good to think of the promises of God and what is to come. To get our focus off what's in front of us and to lift our eyes towards heaven, towards our majestic God, And to remember the things of eternity. To remember that God's kingdom will last. His love will last. His ways will last forever. And that is key when we come to this idea of reaching out on being on a mission. 
because we know that the things of God are so essential for every single person because it's going to make a difference for eternity. In John chapter 17, verse 18, we read this, these words. These are a prayer from Jesus, and he was in the upper room. As you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Think about what Jesus did with his closest disciples. He was training them, equipping them, molding them, preparing them, building them up in God's ways so that his disciples would go out into the world. They were being prepared to be servants out into the world. And the same is true of us. God is shaping us, he is molding us, he's building up in in the truth so that we can go to other people. We can reach out with the good news. We are on mission, just like the early disciples. In Acts chapter 20, we see this with Paul. Uh, We have probably heard of Paul and his crazy life adventures serving the Lord Jesus. In Acts 20, 24, it says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Could we say that about our lives? That my life is worth nothing to me here and now? My whole aim is about Jesus and getting the good news of Jesus out there. This amazing message of of God's grace. What a focused life. What a passionate life he lived. And it's one for us to look up to. Because he understood the significance of the things of God and how they last. And all this ties in to the Great Commission. What Jesus left his disciples with as he was ascending up to heaven just before. He wanted his disciples to go into all the world and to make disciples of all the nations. We're going to watch a short video now of Rick Warren. We've known of the Great Commission, but the challenge, of course, is to undertake it. Well, it's amazing how fast we've gone through this book together. Now we come to the final week and the fifth purpose. Now let's just review. You were planned for God's pleasure. And the purpose of worship is your first purpose of life, to bring God pleasure by loving and, and, and knowing Him. You were formed for God's family. And so God wants you to get to know and love His family. The Bible calls that fellowship. You were created to become like Christ. The Bible calls that discipleship, growing in spiritual maturity. You were shaped to serve God. And the Bible calls that your ministry. Everybody needs a ministry in the church and a mission in the world. Now we come to the fifth purpose, and that is you were made for mission. Now our word mission uh, comes from the Latin word for sending. And Jesus said to his disciples, and he says to us, even as the Father sent me on a mission in the world, I'm sending you on a mission in the world. God has a mission for you, and it's not a mission impossible. That mission for your life is what God wants you to do with your life in the world. There is a specific part and there is a shared part. The shared part is the fact that we are to share the good news with everybody. You know, if I knew the cure for cancer and didn't share it, that would be criminal. 
if I had the cure for AIDS and I didn't share that, they should lock me up and put me in jail. But we've got something better than that. I know the answer to life. I know how to have your past forgiven, how to have a purpose for living, and how to have a home in heaven. Where else are you going to get that? Only in Jesus Christ. And for me to not share that would be the most criminal of all things. This is good news, and good news is meant to be shared. As you're about to finish this book, I'm going to invite you to find somebody to give this book to. Or maybe you just want to buy them their own copy. Maybe you've marked this one up so that they can begin to know the purpose of life. Once we know that we were made to be loved by God and to know him back, and once we know the purposes of life, God wants us to share them with others. You know, there are two things you can't do in heaven. You can worship in heaven, you can sing in heaven, you can pray in heaven, you can have fun in heaven, you can eat in heaven, you can fellowship in heaven, you can grow in heaven, you can serve God in heaven. There are only two things you can't do in heaven. One is sin, because there's no sin in heaven, and the other is witness, or tell people who don't know about Christ uh, the good news. Because everybody in heaven is going to already know the good news, they're already going to be believers. So the only thing you can do on earth that you can't do in heaven is sin and share the good news. Now, which of those two do you think Jesus leaves you here to do? <laughs> well, he doesn't leave you here to, to, to sin, obviously. He leaves you here to tell others. And in this chapter, we're going to start our study on God's mission for your life. The Great Commission, it's on the board there. Uh, and yes, as we look through the, the, the material from Rick Warren, uh, it's about locally connecting with people, people that we're working with, people that we're interacting with in the shops, people that, that, that we rub shoulders with all over the place, our family connections. But also there's this idea as we think through the things of God, maybe God would send me somewhere else. Maybe God would send me to another part of the world. And indeed, that's why Beck and I are here. Because we felt God was calling us to this town called Korowa to serve here. But uh, God might want you somewhere else. It's about opening up your heart to God. We do have a short-term mission trip, and I know Rick Warren encourages those in the book. In January 2020, we will be taking a group of people to the Philippines uh, through the Ministry of Compassion to help them out for a short period. Be very welcome to join in for a short-term trip. It's all about opening up our lives to what God would have us do and to saying yes to his call. The Great Commission, as it's recorded, I don't know why I've got the book of Acts there because it's the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. What motivating words from Jesus. Final words are significant. And these were the final words of Jesus to his disciples just before he ascended up to heaven. And in them is a call. A call for us to own, for us to trust in Jesus. Notice at the end how we're not left alone on this task. 
The beautiful thing about this calling is Jesus promises by his spirit that I am always with you. God doesn't, Jesus doesn't leave us alone in this task. We are sent with God's spirit into this world. And we are to go thinking of people, thinking of how Jesus can make a difference to their eternity. Seeking to have them know the truth and so declaring that in baptism in the name of our great God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And in that as well is teaching one another the ways of Jesus. It is quite a mission that we are sent on. A quote from the book, Day 36, today's reading, if you've already read it, you might have seen these words. To fulfill your mission will require that you abandon your agenda and accept God's agenda for your life. To fulfill your mission will require that you abandon your agenda and accept God's agenda for your life. There's a choice in all of this because we can think that the Great Commission is a good idea but then we have to act upon it. We actually have to do something with what Jesus has asked of us. And that means laying aside our own agenda to say yes to what God would have us do. It's a great idea and great to encourage each other in church, but it's a hard reality to live that out day to day because quite often our agendas get the focus more than God's. We focus on the temporary stuff rather than the eternal stuff. A year ago, if you were here with us, you might recall that we talked in great length about the concept of just walking across the room. This idea that we can take the great news of Jesus to other people. About, uh, we talked about leaving the circle of comfort and we were walking across to the zone of the unknown to going out uh, into other areas uh, and there might be unknown there. There might be difficulties there, but still we go because we know it matters and that the single greatest gift, as it says up there, that we can take people is the good news of Jesus, that they might find the life-changing message of Jesus and have their life impacted for eternity. We might recall that we spoke about a few things, that as we go, we pray for opportunities As we meet people, we actually seek to form genuine relationships with people. And within that context of relationships, we discern next steps where we can point people to Jesus. Praying through that journey, looking to share our stories of faith and and coming to faith. And that's something that Rick Warren uh, agrees with in Purpose Driven Life. In day 37, he calls it sharing your life message. For him, he focuses on you and me sharing our testimony of how we came to faith, the work of God's at that time. Also about what God's doing in our lives on the journey of faith, your life lessons. There's also sharing your godly passions, sharing with others what God has put on your heart, and then sharing that good news, what Jesus has done as it's revealed in the Bible, being ready to share that. Here's another quote, a challenge from day 37. What are you willing to do so that the people you know will go to heaven? Invite them to church, share your story, give them this book, 
There's a whole heap of things that he goes on to say. Give them the Bible. So many things that we can do. Are we willing to step forwards, to take that walk across the room? Are we willing to reach out so that others will be impacted for eternity? We are on mission. 1 Corinthians 10.33 For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. Once again, this is Paul with that heart's desire. He's not seeking stuff for himself. He's letting go of that self-denial so that he can step out with the good news so that others can be saved. He wants to see people in God's kingdom saved for eternity. And so he's letting go of stuff, the worldly stuff, and saying yes to God so that other people can enter into God's ways. I know one of the most fulfilling things that I have found in my own life, and I hope that you found in your own life, is when you do share something of Jesus and someone does take an interest and they come to faith. It is so fulfilling to know that God has been at work in that relationship, in that situation, and you know that this has made a difference for eternity. I have found that so much more fulfilling than any success in any workplace any kicking goals on the, on the sports fields, anything like that. To know that you have helped someone for eternity is so fulfilling. And may that drive us as we think about being on mission in the world around us, that eternal perspective. So we are called, we are all called to go on to mission, to take what we know of God and the good news and to share it. To not keep it to ourselves, but to, to, to take it in appropriate ways to the world around us. You and me were made to be on this mission, to share the hope that we have, and to have that fulfilled life. To know that God is at work, and to see lives get changed. Let me ask you a question. Are you encouraged when you see lives get changed for eternity? Yes. Yes, I'm sure we all are. Well, may it be on our heart's desire to take steps towards people finding eternity with God. Let's pray. Our Lord God, we acknowledge your greatness. We acknowledge that you are the one and the only one who has the words of eternal life. We come seeking you now, praying that you will bless our friends, our family, our colleagues, our sporting mates, Lord, whoever it might be, that somehow they, they will see something of Jesus today. Lord, help us to have the words and the courage to, to walk to people, to, to hang out with people that don't know you, that we might be bold in sharing your goodness with them. And Lord, we pray that you will help us take next, next steps that will lead people into your eternal promises and into your eternal life. And so we ask for your help in this in Jesus' name. Amen.